Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Thanks. I don't need help. Just watch me love myself. That's all I want. Got what I want. That's all I want. I'm not sorry. I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about Jesse Palmer's first ever TikTok Live. We learned so much about our 32 bachelors and maybe even more about Jesse Palmer. I could write a short biography of Jesse Palmer now, or at least a Tinder bio. We will also be talking a little bachelor news and gossip as we gear up for The Bachelorette and as our Bachelor in Paradise singles hit the beach in Mexico. Oh, I'm so excited. But first, a little love to see it specific news and gossip. We are actually doing a live digital show with Moment House on Sunday, July 10th. We are so excited about this. So excited. It's been seven years since we first recapped a Bachelor show together as Here to Make Friends. And we're so excited to like get back to our roots and celebrate the past seven years with, at last, our first live event in three years. Like the last time we did a live show was fully pre-COVID. This time we're doing it from our couch and we hope you'll all join us from your couches, wine in hand. So the very first season that we ever recapped on Here to Make Friends was actually Caitlin and Britt's legendary two bachelorette pileup it was a mess. And now that we have like a new, hopefully less problematic two bachelorette season coming up, we wanted to rewatch Caitlin and Britt's completely bizarre premiere episode and recap it live. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry, especially when we look back on Chris Harrison's painful comments about whether the show was pitting two women against each other. Spoiler, he didn't really feel that way. And we're going to review our own first ever recap from when we were just little baby podcasters. We really can't wait. What Claire's saying is that we will be roasting ourselves during the moment after <laughs> party. A gentle and professional critique. <laughs> very brutal, not gentle at all. Just kidding. We're both very thin-skinned and sensitive. <laughs> but the important thing is that tickets for this show are on sale right now at momenthouse.com slash love to see it. You can buy tickets for the recap, for the after party where we roast ourselves, and even for a, a little fun little meet and greet. 
Yes, we definitely want to see all of your shining faces. And we're so excited to do a sort of like get that live show adrenaline going again. It's been a little while. Um, so we hope I, we hope you're all there. And now let's get into the real deal Bachelor Nation news and gossip. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. It's like, I know that everyone already knows about this, but we haven't had a chance to like wax poetic about it. But Becca Kufrin and Thomas Jacobs are engaged. Congratulations to them. I'm really, really into these two. And like, I'm also really excited that Becca was the one to propose. Yeah, I am super excited for them. I feel like they just embody, like, they're just so similar in their energy. Just, like, two tall, confident, beautiful, like, corny, corny, (laughs) sweet humans. Like, they're just very, um, such a natural fit together. And it's been really nice to see how they've pursued their relationship since coming off the show, not together, um, when they met on Bachelor in Paradise. Which, frankly, is often a good omen for a relationship. Yeah. Becca has, like, firmly had the reins of this, and she's been like, I've been through some shit on this show. I know how this is going to go now, how it needs to go. I'm in charge, and, like, if you listen to me, Thomas, like, everything's going to be fine. And he's down. <laughs> Oh, he's very game, which is an amazing quality in a man. All I wanted, really, for Becca after her first two engagements on this show was to meet a nice man who's very tall and whose darkest, most shameful thoughts are just like, I guess it's possible I could be The Bachelor one day. I know. It's a real improvement. Like, Thomas is not out here posting Blue Lives Matter content. And yeah. and for that, like, that is an upgrade for Becca. And I am truly so happy for her that she finally has a, a partner that seems like a real partner who seems to share her values, who, like, she shares dogs with. I mean, it's the whole thing is so cute. And I also love that Thomas is comfortable enough with his own identity not to be, like, get all weird and feel like his masculinity is threatened because he has a strong partner. Um, And he seemed so overjoyed to be proposed to. And I think, like, especially given that Becca has been in that role where she hasn't had the control and, like, been proposed to multiple times already. Like, I completely understand why she would be like, I want this time to feel different. I want it to feel intimate. I want to feel like I can give that joy to my partner. Like, that's really beautiful. Yeah, it was a very sweet story. She um, and Thomas talked about it on Bachelor Happy Hour, which, of course, she co-hosts. And she had basically designed the ring with her friend, who's a jewelry designer, and then planned what she told Thomas was a wine photo shoot. And so she had a, (laughs) this gave me such an insight into like the world of being an influencer though, that she was like, I worked with a great picnic company to set up a picnic. And I was like, oh, that's how they all have such great looking picnics. Um, So she set up this Oh yeah, it's like an entire cottage industry, Claire. (laughs) It's incredible. Um, I want that. Um, But now I know that you have to pay through the nose. Um, So she worked with this picnic company, set up a nice picnic. She was like, it's going to be a wine photo shoot. So don't do anything crazy to your appearance so naturally just a 
day before, he impulsively gives himself a terrible haircut <laughs> and is like, well, who cares? It's just a wine photo shoot. It doesn't matter. Of course, instead, it's an engagement photo shoot and she is proposing to him with the ring that she has thoughtfully designed. And he's like, well, mistakes were made. <laughs> but all things considered, this is a very happy occasion. It's very cute. And Becca is, you know, I love that she did this and it's so unheard of in Bachelor world yeah. for the woman to propose. And I remember when Trista was Bachelorette, that was teased as like a, the woman is the Bachelorette. She's in control. Will she propose? And of course- And then the answer was no, the answer was certainly no. not. It's never happened. But also that means that Becca, I think, has to be very like making this sell for why she did it in a way. Because she's very like- of it's yeah, I'm just very like into empowerment and like women supporting women and badasses. And I was like, yes, supporting women by proposing. You did it. We fixed <laughs> we fixed feminism. Well, apparently she's like on the defensive because people have predictably been terrible about something that's just like a happy occasion. So people are just the worst. The internet. People are the worst. The internet's the worst. They also said that they will be both changing their names to a hyphenated version of their last names, um, which I thought was cool. And again, like, not something that's actually a big deal, but in Bachelor world, it's rare. (laughs) So Um, rare. Yeah. And I just, you know, Thomas talked about, like, how Becca's last name is really important to her. And, like, it's important to them that their kids have that name in their name. And I just... I don't know. I like that these two are putting a lot of thought into how to kind of turn these traditional steps into something that actually works for them and their partnership. Yeah, it was very beautiful um, to hear how, like, excited he was to have this special moment of being surprised with the proposal and and that she got to have the— the counter, the 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 converse experience that men usually have of having this like exciting secret and like getting to sort of pull it off in this daring style. Um, and it was very lovely to hear them talk about it. Congrats to them. Um, and it really just speaks to how like how traditional and heteronormative the bachelor world is that people can be getting shit on for literally one person's getting a gift for the other person being like i'd like to marry you it's like (laughs) what are you doing how dare unraveling the fabric of the american family i mean look this is exactly how flimsy the gender binary is this is proof that's the level of anxiety that like (laughs) is needed to to try to entrench these these false binaries but good for them um next news item michelle will no longer be teaching she also announced this on bachelor happy hour which of course she also co-hosts so love to see these two just really giving their own show the scoops well done you gotta do do it it for the pod yeah, we need to have more big newsworthy life news so that we can drop the scoop here on Love to See It. I mean, you did announce your pregnancy on the pod. I think I did it on stage. Oh, it was on stage. Even yeah. more Did crazy. it for the live show. You did it yeah. for the live show. And you know what? There was a huge buzz in Bachelor Nation. Everyone was talking <laughs> about it. Headlines. Anyway. <laughs> uh, Michelle Young, of course, was Bachelorette uh, last 
winter last fall and got engaged to Nate on the show and was continuing to teach the whole time and was very dedicated to her career as a teacher. And of course, like, the joy of Bachelor Nation is that people get very attached to the idea that, like, you're not just in it for fame. You, like, just are, like, a humble teacher and that's all you really want. But the reality is that fame is, like, a lot of, takes up a lot of time. Like, being the Bachelorette and doing all of the promotional work she's had to do around the Bachelorette. It's a lot of labor. It's an incredible amount of work. It was wild that she was teaching the whole time. And now she still has these great opportunities in Bachelor Nation, and she's supposed to just not take them or run herself into the ground to make some random other people out there feel pleased like she's that a good she's person. stayed like, in her place. Like, truly fuck off. Let her live yeah. her life. I mean, and to be a teacher right now, I can't imagine having the option of another job and being like, I'm going to stick with the job where my safety is not taken into account, where I'm like Right, my health isn't taken into account. I'm not paid properly. Um, I'm at the center of complaints and anger without actually being valued. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of teacher friends who are really fucking burnt out. Oh, yeah. Um, It's like a catastrophic situation right now. So many teachers and and nurses and care workers are are leaving the profession because the conditions are so abjectly awful. And why shouldn't Michelle do the same thing and take a break and prioritize some other things right now? That doesn't mean she's like, there's this expectation that like, oh, if you choose to be a teacher, that should mean that you will sacrifice your own health and happiness and well-being in perpetuity forever. That's just the kind of expectation that we have of caregiving figures. Um, And it's not met with any commensurate support and remuneration um, in the society. So I'm really happy that Michelle was also given support from a lot of the audience and that she feels able to make this decision because she deserves she deserves to be in charge of her own goddamn career. Um, Again, just, like, let her live. Yeah. And also, I'm sorry, if, you, if, if someone's like, oh, I just don't want to be famous at all, I only want to be a teacher, they're just simply not going to go on The Bachelor. <laughs> like, it's just not, like, you're, you want these people to, to be, like, made in a lab for your for your pleasure, and then, like, dragged out there. Like, no, you're going to have a pool of people who like being in the public eye, and that's fine, honestly. Um, congrats to Michelle <laughs> and to Becca and to Thomas. And now let's get into some Bachelor in Paradise uh, tidbits. Yeah, apparently they there are... have been some sightings down in mm-hmm. Mexico because they're starting to film um, a woman named Rachel Dory, who I guess like her family owns a residence at the resort in Sayulita, was down uh, at the resort with her boyfriend and like is an eagle-eyed fan um, and spotted a bunch of cast members arriving at the resort and a bunch of crew members who were all like wearing the same blue bracelets um, and so she casually tweeted out some of this stuff, um, and it, of course, went kind of viral. And she did a YouTube interview with Zachary Reality. 
This this I need some more. Do you understand this? They were allegedly filming a show called, quote, Fiesta Fark? F-A-R-Q. So Rachel tweeted a photo of one of the, like, little vans. And, you know, you know how, like, when they're filming a project, there'll be, like, a film name? Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. the name. Yeah, that was the name that they're using down there, I guess, for like secrecy, which is I hilarious because uh, I don't yeah. know what that means. And I don't right. know. Well, I'm like, I who would know. actually name a show Fiesta Fark? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> I don't bizarre. know. Either we're we're missing something or they're just like really not trying that hard. Yeah. You know, when I first moved to New York, you would see the trailers, the film trailers around for different projects. And for the longest time, like way too long, I thought they were just filming I Love Lucy remakes like (laughs) all over the city because the trailers always say Lucy Lucy and Desi on the doors. And then finally I was like, Oh no, those it's are just definitely code names. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like saying like ladies and gentlemen. Oh um, my god. Yeah. That's hilarious. But I they went that. a little more colorful with this with this yes. code name. Yes. Um, so Rachel spotted a bunch of cast members. She spotted Jesse and Wells. She said that Jesse, because it's his first season, was, like, very confused about the layout of the resort, and she had to give him directions, which, like, look, relatable king, okay? Yeah. Whenever I go on vacation, (laughs) I'm just friggin' lost the whole time. So, (laughs) it's tough. She also saw Lace Morris on a real throwback pick there. Um, She saw Rick from Michelle's season, um, Shanae, Haley, who was eliminated very early on Clayton's season. Oh, but she's, she's been, like, very like keeping blonde. her toe in. She's been oh, doing yes. so she's much been on Instagram. doing a lot on Instagram, doing the most. Yeah. Um, she saw Jared and Ashley down there, which, and then she surmised with Zachary Reality, which I think is a good thought. Like, maybe they're doing some sort of, like, babysitting I'm sure date. they are. Yeah. yeah. They, they love their- to trot out people who, like, met on Paradise. Yeah. Especially when they have kids and be like, this could be you. Also, how can we use their children for entertainment? <laughs> exactly. Or at least they can just talk about the challenges of parenthood and then be like, you each have a sack of flour to keep alive for <laughs> three hours. Yeah, I want to see um, them just do, like, the egg yeah, thing. <laughs> do the egg challenge. <laughs> they all just, like, melt. On the sands of Sayulita. Um, Shanae, actually, I it's, is one of those people that you're like, surely she'll be there, but maybe not. And I'm excited to have confirmation that there's going to be a big shrimp-themed situation. Oh, yes. on, Definitely. On um, Brandon has also been spotted, which makes sense. Which Brandon? From Michelle's season. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. The runner-up. yeah. Yeah, he's, like, some, like, big names. You know, we have Brandon. We have Rodney. um, We have Justin. We have, I think, Andrew Spencer is going to be there. So kind of, like, big names from Katie and Michelle's season who didn't win. Jamie Um, Scar. Oh, God. I know. Some some (laughs) people that are less big names that we're less excited to see. But, you know, (laughs) they had to bring Jamie back. They had to bring— I am excited always to see if someone like Jamie can can do, like, uh, a face turn and remake their image a little bit. You can make a face turn, but I think you have to be someone who's, like, really desirable to a bunch of women. And I just am not (laughs) convinced that Jamie's— 
he's not, I don't know. His he's he gives off a very smarmy vibe. I think it's gonna be a hard sell. You never know. I could I could see it, but Pizza you know. Peter, what do you think? Do you think he's gonna kill it? I think the- Peter is gonna be one of those guys who shows up being like, This is my moment, and then none of the women are into him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess Jamie, if Jamie really like zones in on like one person that he can like connect with, Jamie, then I think it could work. Jamie is someone I do think could could make a face turn because I do think that we've seen him in moments have that apparently sincere and genuine connection. Like he has, like Peter, we've just never even seen get to the point of charming anyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, anyone, like anyone. platonically or otherwise. <laughs> um, Rachel also saw Hunter, or maybe this was a reality Steve spotting, um, but Hunter from Clayton season, Teddy from Clayton season, Pardeep is going to be there. He was an early, early elimination, um, but we'd love to see him. I'm excited. He'll Representing get, like, non-Bachelor Nation podcasters on the beach. Exactly. <laughs> we stand a, a fellow podcaster. Um, Jill Chin, friend of the pod. Yes. We are so excited. She really, we, she was like hilarious when she was on our show. If you haven't listened to our interview with her, highly recommend. But like, I think she is going to be an amazing wild card on the beach. And I like really want her to find love. Me too. Uh, Sally Carson, who was engaged and then Clayton tried to give her a rose so she would come on the show and she didn't. Uh, that Sally is going to be there. And we've already heard a lot of rumors of men who are interested in Sally. Mostly Justin. Justin and Sally are apparently interested in each other. So we're definitely going to see something happening there. Um, And then Serene. Serene is also going to be on the beach, which I am excited to see. I feel like she's going to be like, I feel like she and Teddy are going to like really kill it. Yeah, I see them as kind of in the mold of the Bachelorette of the Beach. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, So I actually, like, you know, you think you are like, oh, I know who's going to be there. But when you actually see the list, I admit I do get excited once I actually know who's going to be there. We forgot to mention that it looks like Victoria Fuller might be down there from Pilot Pete season. Yeah. I always get excited to see what, like, OGs they throw into the mix. Yeah, it's always fun. Although I do tend to worry for the women because men, like random older men, like do great. And like women over the age of 29, um, don't, you know, don't. Victoria is only 28. So she's, so she's still (laughs) just making it by a hair. But what I will say is that I think part of it also has to do with the fact that shininess. The shininess and the newness and that men are, women watch the show for seasons and they become attached to guys from older seasons and they're excited to see them. I'm thinking of like the Deke on Temptation Island effect where people are like, oh my God, it's you. I watched your season and like, I thought you were the cutest one. Guys are not watching season after season of The Bachelorette, of The Bachelor typically. They're just looking around when they emerge (laughs) into the pool and they're like, who else is fresh on the scene? And so yes, they seem to that's have so like accurate. A, so they're gonna probably not be as attuned to like who someone like Lace or Victoria is compared to, you know, the girls who just came off of um, yeah. Clayton season. Well, I am so, excited we'll 
I am very excited. Um, And on that note, I think we're going to take a quick break before we get into some of the snippets that Jesse Palmer gave us about the dudes from this upcoming season of The Bachelorette. Can you keep up? I like love it. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? (laughs) Turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort as their collection of ultra soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer Talon has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan, and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order. And... 
get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quinn's cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quinn's only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to, like, summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back, and we are ready to meet the men. As usual, we will be doing a very in-depth, close reading of the cast bios the week before the premiere. Um, We did not feel that we had the emotional resources um, to get into that right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, but seriously, no, we're doing our big cast bios episode the week before the premiere, but we couldn't resist taking like a sneak peek now that Jesse Palmer has introduced them all to us personally, and they are now our personal friends. Um, <laughs> is this Jesse Palmer's first like social media live video yes. reveal? Because yes. we know Chris used to do, Chris Harrison used to do it. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And you can kind of tell that it is. And I <laughs> it honestly endeared me to Jesse a little bit watching him watching him do this because he was like so overt about like TikTok, huh? Eh? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> this is weird. And you can hear whoever's filming it, like giggling in the background yeah there's definitely a small production team that is like quietly cracking up um so at least he's getting some positive reinforcement for his barrage of dad jokes we have done these like live videos without an audience and it definitely is an odd experience when you're like trying to be engaging but also have no sense of whether anyone's enjoying it we're about to do another one and that is the thing that i'm most nervous about um yeah, it's very hard not to. Even when we have guests on the podcast, I find myself like watching their box on Zoom for their reaction um, because You're it's like, just. Did you like that joke? Did you did like you that like joke? It? Was that a good joke? <laughs> Let's just pause for a second. I'd like to know uh, if you actually thought that was a good joke or if you were just distracted. Um, so he is definitely working very hard to do 100% of the presenting include a lot of jokes for like a full like 45 minutes and listen it's tough that's a lot he's got to put in a lot of filler overall thoughts on jesse's performance i liked i liked it he goes i liked it too yeah he was so cheeky he was like making jokes about himself he was i i was i was actually into it it was the most personality and the most i've enjoyed jesse like maybe ever thus far. And uh, yeah, yeah, I was I w- into it. I I like to see Jesse do something beyond just trying to fit exactly into the Chris Harrison shaped yes. hole that the show feels has been left behind. And like in the first season that he hosted, I felt like there was so, so often the palpable sense that he was just being trying to give the most polished possible hosting um, performance and it's nice to see him loosen up a little bit, see some of that personality. Yeah, this felt looser. This felt like he was. I always like when it feels like the host is in on the joke a little bit or like mm-hmm. in on the levity of the project. And like he did get that across in this. Yeah. And like better at it than than Chris used to be. I feel like Chris would yes. sort of try to be making jokes and in on the joke, but um it wasn't no. like it wasn't enough payoff. Um, I did sort of feel like he was coming for my job. He was making fun of their fun facts. I'm like, <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, rude, rude, rude. That's okay. Well, everyone will have forgotten Jesse's jokes by the time our episode comes out. Um, so let's get into the list. Uh, we will try to run through any tidbits that we get from Jesse that that aren't in the cast bios, which are minimal. <laughs> yeah. So this is, this we're kind of going to do like a speed through of these. Um, again, will be, don't worry. Don't worry. You'll get our full in-depth impressions soon. Yes. Uh, 
there were 35 guys originally released. So this, these are the 32 who actually made it onto that uh, very wet driveway, um, getting out of the limos. Um, so there were three guys who did not make the cut, uh, Coy, Nick, and Corbin. Corbin, I I remembered there being something, some chatter about him already, and I looked it up because I'd completely forgotten. He had been already the subject of a minor Bachelor-related scandal because a woman posted a TikTok when his photo was released claiming that they were dating and that he had told her that he wanted to hang out again after he took a three-week work trip to Arizona, (laughs) only for her, of course, to find out via social media, that he was going to be a contestant on The Bachelorette. Like, sir. Sir. Like, like, do you understand how this works? Like, your photo gets released. He, I mean, this (laughs) is the problem. The men do not know how this show works. They think they can get away with anything they want. And, like, as we talked about when uh, Cassidy was drummed off of The Bachelor, I think it's fine to be casually dating people and to oh, yeah. potentially want to see them again if you get cut, that's fine. It's good to be honest so that you don't give them fodder for some sort of like cheeky TikTok. Right. About like you how say you to them, Hey, I'm going on the bachelorette. No idea how far I'll make it, but like in all likelihood, I'll be back in a couple weeks single and I would love to keep seeing you if you're up for it. Yeah. One out of 35 chance I will not. Well, I guess. Yeah. Two out of 35 chance I will end up with a bachelorette and 33 out of 35 chance I'll be back here and would love to continue our little casual dating thing that we've got going on. I mean, men are just, it's just like, why not tell a lie? Who's going to find out? Like, it's just so, a national uh, TV show. I, I do understand why the show was like, oh, we can cut that one. Yeah, I mean, that's, like, a high offense in the world of The Bachelor for some reason to be, like, he made plans to meet up with a woman after the show. Like, life will not continue after yeah. The Bachelorette, sir. <laughs> um, so that leaves us with 32, the 32 other men from the initial list, beginning with Alec, who is 27 and a wedding photographer from Houston, Texas. Jesse teases that he is... Very outspoken if the guys need to be put in their place. I love when we get these glimpses of who might be heavily involved in the drama. Like, who's going to be a <laughs> shit star, Alec? Um, also a self-proclaimed lover boy. Um, I don't know what that means, but okay. It seems like it into that. could be a red flag. Um, I feel like you can also tell from Jesse's commentary who might be, like, a big romantic lead. And I kind of got that vibe with Avon, who's 28, mm-hmm. from San Diego. Jesse's just, like, going on and on about how his headshot is not filtered. He's simply that hot. And <laughs> he he's just, literally like, has no pores. <laughs> we didn't filter them. They just don't exist. His skin doesn't breathe. I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> he's just that debonair. He also apparently was just, like, doing a very intense workout in his hotel room before filming, and Jesse, like, went to say hi to him and just found him with, like, an entire gym set up in his tiny hotel room. I absolutely love the Bachelor version of Fun Fact. It's just, like, fun fact about Avon, I saw him doing a really intense workout once. Yeah, and all he the was fun just, facts like, really... are, like, this man played semi-professional or college sports, and also 
currently works out. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact about him. He always gets a workout in. <laughs> uh, tell me more, Jesse. Uh <laughs> Brandon, 23, from Carlsbad, California. I want to call out that poor Brandon. I have seen his name spelled three different ways across different platforms. But based on the ABC official bio, it is two A's and no other vowels. Um, So everyone, please, in your future tweets and write-ups, take note. He is a former college football player, so we know he's Jesse's best friend. He is described uh, by our valiant host as old beyond his years, just 23, but an old soul, terrified of slugs, and a Disney adult. Disney adult is always a a yellow flag for me. (laughs) I wouldn't work for me. I aim to not even be a Disney parent. Like, (laughs) sometimes Greg brings up bringing Max to Disneyland, and I'm like, yeah, or we can talk about that in a couple years. And then I just keep doing that until Max Forever. is 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan. Uh, Chris is 30. He's from Redondo Beach, California, and he is a mentality coach. That means we have, like, at least two life, like, coaches? life coaches. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. Um, <laughs> but Chris might be my favorite because... He's his own favorite author, which is an incredible fun fact. He's like, and this is where, this is where Jesse was really shining. He was like, Tolstoy, no, Chris. Yeah. We also learned that Tolstoy, uh, that Jesse's currently enjoying some Tolstoy. And this is one of the great things about Jesse's hosting is that he never misses an opportunity to share a little bit about himself. <laughs> When he's telling us about the guy. You know what? I know so little about him that I'm here for it. (laughs) Me, I love Tolstoy. Chris likes himself as an author. You know, you got to love yourself more than anyone in the world, right? And why love Tolstoy more than you love yourself? Exactly. They they also both love mango lassies. Well, no. I think actually Chris says he loves mangoes. And Jesse's like, I... to love mangoes, specifically in the form of a mango lassie. And then he's like, Chris probably knows how to make a mango lassie, ladies. Like, is that how you would interpret him saying he likes mangoes? I think so. I feel like that's a different skill set, but okay. Jesse was really throwing everything he had at this bio. He says, another thing about Chris, he doesn't choose fear. You know why? Because fear chooses Chris. I thought it was chases. Chases, not chooses. I'm going to have to rewatch this entire Instagram <laughs> TikTok live just to make sure. Um, but I don't know. I don't understand how that would be because it, it says he doesn't choose fear, but he because it chases him. No, I thought it was he doesn't chase fear. fear oh, chases I see. It. I don't know. I don't get either of them, to be honest. Either way, it doesn't make it a doesn't lot of matter. sense to me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> None of this matters. Tru- it's truly not important. Let's move on to Colin, <laughs> whose most notable fact is that he's 36 and his last name is Farrell. Yes, Colin Farrell. And Jesse also feels an affinity with Colin because they both use hair product. Um, there are little is bits this what Jesse. men bond over? Apparently. They're like, I mean, you use hair gel, I use hair gel. Yeah. Then you Best can talk friends. about which hair gel brands you use. Like, I use, like, LA Look and, like, oh, I prefer, like, a, a nice high-end, like... Pomade. Pomade. I'm a Dapper Dan man. Um, Eric, 29, is from Bedminster, New Jersey. He is a real estate analyst. And you can't see this from the photos, but he is both tall and apparently has a mullet. 
as Jesse puts it, Jesse says at a time when the mullet needs prominence and respectability, that's what Eric is doing. Again, another like decent cheeky dad joke from Jesse. I, I mean, the mullet is kind of coming back, I have to say. It's but the interesting there thing There is like a hipster mullet vibe. And it's coming back large a lot of a lot of it is uh, uh, for women. Like there is like the yes, shag. the shag. The sh- Instagram shag to mullet continuum. Like the more it's true. You, the more you clip the front, the more it becomes a mullet, but you know, I follow Fashion all of the, the shag giving hairdressers on Instagram and mullets are mullets are in the mix again. So, well, Eric is just really bringing that. I also feel like Jesse was like giving a a thumbs up endorsement of Eric. So, mm. I wonder he if he'll like be. A fan. Yeah, he seemed like a potentially a, a player to watch. Yet again, we get this kind of like real estate adjacent job, real estate analyst. Isn't that similar to what like Elizabeth did? Yeah, it's like so. Can you sell me a house, or can you just kind of like tell me about it? We'll get into it. We're going to ask Eric a lot of questions. Uh, Ethan, 27, is from New York City. Uh, Love a New Yorker. He's an advertising executive. Jesse then shares that he lived in New York for 21 years. And so he knows that it's very hard to date in New York, especially, and we get into this later, especially when you're a professional football player. It is so hard to date when you are a professional football player in New York or just a handsome man in New York or just a professional football player. But altogether, I can imagine that Jesse had a really difficult time. (laughs) Ethan is just a handsome advertising executive in New York, and he's probably struggling. Like, how does a single handsome man in New York with a good job, how does he find a woman who wants to, like, go steady with him? It's so I was like, Ethan, you're simply not trying hard enough. Let me tell you. And by trying hard enough, I mean, did you get on a single app? It's just, I think that when men say it's hard to date in New York, they mean it's so many options, I don't know how to choose. And when women say it's hard to date in New York, they mean I can't get a guy to speak to me after the first time (laughs) that we meet for a drink unless he's still trying to get laid. Like, these are not similar problems. These are, like, different problems, and I'm offended. But, you know, look, I have to support Ethan because he is a fellow New Yorker. So I do support him. And he also believes in signs and omens, so I'm hoping to get some some of that woo-woo energy into the season. Ah, yes. Next, we have Hayden, 29, from Tampa, who... Looks like grocery store Joe, but, like, his bio gives me a lot more questions. Red, like, little flags. <laughs> Maybe not red flags. Like, I don't know. I'm worried. Hayden is from the South, and this is the beginning of Jesse's <laughs> ongoing, like, fascination in this in this TikTok Live with Southern Charm. Um like, every guy who's from the South, he's like, does he have an accent? Yes or no? Let me lay it out for you. Is he a smooth talker? Like, all those guys from the South, you know? Yeah, yes, he is a smooth talker. And he has that Southern charm. So, you know, in the South, they like to dress really nicely and speak with that beautiful draw. Like, he's just, like, obsessed with everything Southern throughout this live. And Hated is our first Southern charmer. He compares him to, like, all of Jesse's friends he used to have in, like, college who had names like Shipley or Bullet. 
and they were just so charming. And I was like, like, that's "Mm." giving me major, like, (laughs) Kavanaugh crying about his friend's squee vibes. Yeah, yes. Or like, um, yes, all my money. I don't know. It's been in my family for ages, going back to Civil War, you know? It's just like, it's just, mm. Um, but... You know, Jesse's really charmed by this, and maybe the ladies will be as well. He loves his dog. We're supposed to remember that Hayden really loves his dog. He said it almost in a way that sounded threatening. <laughs> I, know. I was like, what? Like, I don't know. Does he have like a weird fetish for dogs? I don't know. Dog. There's something weird going on. I feel like he's trying to hint that he's going to like come out of the limo with his with dog. With his dog. Yeah, but he made it sound more menacing than that. And I was like, I'm yeah. concerned for the dog. Well, maybe he brings his dog out of the limo and then the dog like gets overwhelmed and bites Gabby. Like, we don't know. Uh, it could be very ominous. Jacob, 27, is from Scottsdale, Arizona, and he is a mortgage broker. Home of Ari Leyendike. Mm. And they both work in real estate, so maybe they're friends. Super ripped, uh, as Jesse puts it, vascular. <laughs> My impression of this group of men from Jesse is they're all very tall, they're all incredibly, incredibly buff, and they're Southern. And have that's, that southern charm. <laughs> con- that's all very concerning to me. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not my pool that I would be going for. Um he teases that Jacob will have one of the greatest limo exits ever. Here's a little hint, quote, you're going to want to put your money on this pony. So this man will be riding a pony. Which like that doesn't seem that over the top and no. the like there must be another history. Twist to it. There must be more. He also he reads. <laughs> so <laughs> he said he's very smart. He reads 30 to 40 books. And there was like a slight pause. And I was like, if he says a day, I'm gonna like <laughs> call bullshit. 30 to 40 books a year, which is a reasonable number. Um I'm concerned possible. though, like, are the books all like self-help? Like almost definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh James, 25, is from Winnetka, Illinois. Jesse's like, I don't know where that is. It's in Illinois, Jesse. It's right there in the name. Um, but this did inspire me to Google it, Winnetka. It is a Chicago suburb, basically. Yeah. yeah. And it is one of the wealthiest places in the country by household income. So, James, James loves meatballs. And has good vibes. His photo doesn't give me the vibes I want, but, you know, maybe he's... Yeah, he's wearing, like, a blazer and a collared shirt. But, like, live your truth, you know? Yeah. Jason, 30, is from Santa Monica, California. He is actually, uh, Jesse explains, sort of from the South, but has moved around a fair amount, ended up moving out to California, loves tennis and surfing, is very sensitive, and likes to tour historical homes. What kind of historical homes, Jesse? I'm worried. <laughs> Jesse's like the great historical homes in the South. I'm like, Jesse, please be more specific. Um, yeah, so I guess that's one of his hobbies is touring historical homes in the South or in Santa Monica. Um, you know, there are historical homes all over this this land. Joey is 24. He is he's from a twin. Brookfield. He is the older twin. And his, twin parents, his parents very um, uh, wisely gave him the name that is alphabetically first. 
so that he come, came first into the world and now he comes first on this alphabetical list. I wonder if his brother has like a complex about that. It sounds like he might um, because in both of their little bio readings, Jesse is like, oh, he's really convinced that he's much older and wiser because he's the older twin by a few minutes. But like, he really thinks he's the older and wiser one. And, and then he's they get apparently to the, the one twin. who's like ready to settle down at it's 24. Those few minutes make a difference. Yeah, he paint, really paints a picture of someone who's ready to settle down. He is a 24-year-old club promoter <laughs> who loves winning. Which yeah, sounds to me like a yes. guy who came on The Bachelorette to settle down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John uh, is 26. He's from Nashville, Tennessee. He's ready to get engaged yesterday. I just envision him sprinting out of the limo, ring outstretched, trying to just shove it onto a finger as quickly as possible. Any finger. That is how eager Jesse makes him sound to get married. He loves dressing up. Again, Jesse is like, I think it's a Southern thing because Southern men just love to get dressed up and put on a three-piece suit to go to the grocery store. I'm learning so much about Jesse. I'm learning so much about Jesse from this. Johnny is 25. He's from Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Smooth talker, says Jesse. Kind of talks with his eyes. Telepathy, they call it. So I'm expecting a lot of intense eye contact from Johnny. Um, And his childhood dream is to be a rapper. And yes, he is white. And yes, he might do it in his limo exit. God, just stop. Stop. This is, stop. I said he might not do it though. People to stop. Jesse did say he might not do it. So, you know, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Jordan H. is 25. He is from Tampa, Florida. Is this our second Tampa resident? I think so. Um, at least. Sometimes, I mean, somehow I felt like there had been like 15 people from Tampa. But yes, he's the <laughs> second one. He is <laughs> also a former pro athlete. So like Jesse, it's been hard to date. Yeah, it's really tough. Because um, you're so busy being a extremely desirable pro athlete. Yeah, it's very tough. My biggest red flag, though, in this description, his favorite holiday is 4th of July. That is, like, the biggest red flag. What's to like to me about 4th of July? Really loud fireworks that scare your dogs. Um It's too hot to really enjoy even being outside at the barbecue that you have to go to every year, even though you'd rather be in the air conditioning. I just just, feel like if it's your favorite holiday, I'm concerned about your politics. I'm just going to say that. (laughs) We hate America. We're not like, we're not like Jordan H. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he also loves dirt bikes and adrenaline. So listen, we would never be at risk of being on a date with this man. Um, Jordan V is 27 and from Alpharetta, Georgia. All I wrote down from Jesse's introduction of him was, quote, love sweet tea as Southern men do. Okay. I have no memory of even watching this part of the TikTok live, but apparently I, think I did. We, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> glossed right to over memory. That one. <laughs> yeah. Next we have Justin B 32 from Solana beach, California. 
He is described as the eternal optimist. Everything is roses. I'm going to find my wife. Uh, Seems like the right attitude. He, like Dean, (laughs) is a hashtag van life guy. Yeah. They're everywhere these days. Yeah. I mean, these are like. These are the guys who have the time and wandering spirit necessary to come on a dating reality show. They're just like, what else am I going to do? Drive around in my van? (laughs) Although technically, I think Justin B is more like aspiring to be living that van life. I think it's more like an unfulfilled dream. And this might actually be a great way to make that happen because then you get a little following. You start being a van life influencer, virtuous cycle. Suddenly, you're buying a gigantic house out west with your hot yeah, you can former get a beauty lot queen girlfriend. Of mileage out of like van reno videos. I see oh, a future yeah. for him. I watch those even though I have no intention of ever living in a van. Same, exactly. That's my point. There's a big market for those videos. (laughs) He loves coffee shops. And what do you know? Jesse also loves coffee shops, specifically single origin coffee from Kenya and Ethiopia, preferably. Jesse is just like, I feel like Jesse is like filling out some sort of like Amazon wish list. He's just like, if you've been thinking about something I might like, Mango Lassie, single origin <laughs> coffee, um, historical home tours. He's like, these are gift ideas <laughs> for future birthdays. He Just loves send to me find some coffee. He loves to find his commonalities uh, with these guys. We finally and look. Know- we love a host who's trying to connect. Yes, um, Justin Y is twenty four. He is twin number two. The, his poor parents are like, we name them two J names. Somehow there are not one, not two, but five other J names in between these two twins on the alphabetical list. So they don't get to show up as a matched pair. Wow, big season for Js. I guarantee you they will be entering together. Oh, I'm sure. This is allegedly the hashtag party life twin. He is described by his brother, Joey, as the one who is more immature. He's... Acts 24. But he really insists that his hard parting days are over and he's ready to settle down. Okay. Neither of these guys are ready to settle down. And I guarantee they will both be like shipped right to the beach. I just like, I don't understand why you would want, like, do they understand how long life is? They do. They don't actually want to settle down, but like. No, they want to be influencers. <laughs> right. That's what's but whenever, here. But it's like, I'm supposed to buy that they just want to give up having a lot of fun right now instead of in like five years to 10 years. I Like, why would I believe that? It's a terrible decision. Have your fun while you can. Jesse claims that on set, they finished each other's sentences. And they're into different kinds of ladies. So I think we're going to see one twin go after one of the ladies, one twin go after the other. Definitely less creepy than when they had twins on to date Ben Higgins. Yeah, and then they had to do the two-on-one date in their childhood home, and yeah, he dumped horrible. one of them, like, in her girlhood Room? bedroom. Oh, God, I can't. Because <laughs> uh, then it ended up being such a—that genuinely was a thing of, like, who's the more mature twin out of the pair that I should, like— if I'm going to prioritize one, um, they're so similar, but definitely <laughs> one of them must be more ready to be a wife. Like, bad vibes. Um, 
Justin is also the guy who wishes he could live in the early 90s, which we're going to have to dig into that. Yeah, um, I have a lot of feelings, a lot of feelings <laughs> coming up about that, but we'll save it. Kirk is 29 and from Lubbock, Texas. He is a college football coach. He looks so much like Jason Mesnick that I kept getting like disoriented and being like, how did I accidentally pull yeah, up a like, really old season of Bachelorette cast? He's like us? Goyesha Jason Mesnick. Yeah, the resemblance is really striking. He is, however, I'm sure that will go away once we see him talking, because apparently he is very, um, as as uh, Jesse would put it, another Southern charmer, very uh, Southern accent, uh, smooth talker, who has that college football coach demeanor that Jesse is really enamored with. And, like, that is just not Jason Mesnick, so... <laughs> It's gonna, like not, I said, not gonna be difficult. Goyesha Jason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm excited to have that college football coach energy. We have so many college football players, but not a lot of coaches. It like, could be helpful in the house. Yeah, to keep the guys in line. Yeah. Huddle up. <laughs> uh, Logan is 26. He is from San Diego, California. He's a videographer. How many San Diego guys do it? Like, I think Jesse mentions that it's a hotbed, but I think there are only a couple guys on this specific season who are from San Diego. Yeah, I think it's just like a general hotbed. It is. They all, they're all going to move there afterwards to, to be in a hype house together. Logan, <laughs> Logan's childhood crush was Elaine Bennis, and he loves corn dogs. I like that about I, him. He's just rocketed to the top of my list because, yeah. of course, like so many uh sometimes caustic new york women i identify as an elaine <laughs> am that, i that really fits. not relevant i identify as one <laughs> i think i think that works i think you kind of are an elaine i and see like, it logan would be really into me if he just had the chance um mario 31 is from naperville illinois he is a personal trainer and self-proclaimed nerd jesse describes him as being kind of the the comic, the comic of the house. He always has everyone laughing and he loves tulips. So kind of paints you a picture of the kind of guy he is. I mean self-proclaimed nerd, tulips makes I'm into laugh. it. Yeah. <laughs> Matt is 25. He he's also from San Diego. He is a shipping executive. I love the people who are like 25 and they're executives. Especially for something like shipping. I'm like, how like did you that can happen? Rise, you can rise quickly. In shipping? I, I don't know. I mean, apparently. <laughs> Imports, exports. Um, apparently, he also finds time to be super buff. Um, like all of these other men. Yeah. They it's all a very somehow find the time. Glad to hear that there is, again, going to be a lot of attention paid to body diversity. By just having a lot of 6'5 gym rats on this uh, season. Oh, God. Jesse's like, I guess I'm not that buff anymore. Don't worry. I won't take off my shirt. Like, Jesse, no. Jesse. Stop. I know you're being self deprecating, but let's not. Let's not go. Let's there. just not. Let's just not. Jesse then visually demonstrates for us that Matt is more of a viber than a dancer. Um, you know, just Michael. kind of grooves. Michael is 32. He's from Long Beach, California. He is a pharmaceutical salesman. Pharmaceutical oh salesmen usually 
kind of do well on this show? I mean, the main requirement is that as far as I know from Scrubs is being is hot. That you have to be hot and charming. Yeah. Um, and he is also described as by Jesse, quote, a man's man, alpha male, very logical. When Extremely he speaks, concerning. Everyone for, again, another <laughs> giant red flag for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I always love to hear a love interest described as alpha male and very logical because that sounds like a fun person to have a conflict with when you're their girlfriend or wife. They're always just so logical. How could they ever be wrong? (laughs) Exactly. I guess you're just being hysterical like women are. That's the woman thing is to be too emotional and men are just so logical. But parents love Michael because... Uh, according to Jesse, he's just got everything lined up and he has an energy about him, which are the things that parents look for. He loves Harry Potter. Jesse takes this opportunity to note that he, Jesse, is Canadian and <laughs> Canada is like the Hufflepuff of North America. I love this, that he was just like, by the way, I'm Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Which also I Speaking did forget. Harry Potter, fun and, fact, I am yeah. from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Although I did forget that he was Canadian, and, and it does uh, kind of make me like him more. I know. I'm. I'm again. I'm excited to write a brief biography and/or dating profile for Jesse after this. Although, as he mentions during one of his riffs on how hard it is to date in New York um, as a handsome man, you know, it took him many years, but he did finally find his mate and settle down. So he doesn't need a dating profile anymore. Nate is 33. He's from Chicago, Illinois. He is an electrical engineer. I'm intrigued by this intro. Jesse says that he has incredible style, and he says, quote, pearls are coming back for dudes. Nate rocks pearls. He pulls it off. He basically makes it sound like pearls are, like, his lucky gem, and he just, like, has to wear them for, like, his mojo. (laughs) I'm into it. I can't wait to see in what form on what accessory or clothing item Nate is wearing. Pearls, I just, I I would love to see pearls come back in a big way for men. I want men to come out of this season being like, it's time for me to get a mullet and, and wear, wear pearls. pearls. Yeah, I fucking support it. That, that could be the legacy of this season of The Bachelorette. Um, we also learn that Nate is 6'4 <laughs> and has, quote, <laughs> phenomenal teeth. Okay. He just tosses that in there. Like, and his teeth, by the way, outstanding. I also want to say that um, this was not mentioned during the live, but Nate is friends with Clay Harbor and was recently out in New York just hanging out with Clay and Dustin. I, so these people continue to recruit their it. friends. Yeah. To be on the show. It's, and then they, you know, it, it's like a self-reinforcing, like a fraternity, you know? Yeah. You bring your friends in and then you all become friends with a wider expanding group. Um, he loves having ICs from gas stations, which is a great opportunity for us to learn that Jesse has never had an IC from a gas station. And maybe that could be on his wish list now. <laughs> something new to try. Along with single origin coffee. Yeah. 
Uh, Quincy, 25, is from Miami, Florida. He's a life coach. Incredible um, thing to remember is that when I saw Quincy's photo, I was like, this guy is like an entrepreneurship coach. coach. Yeah, and what Jesse And what Jesse says about him is, I could tell from the first moment I met him, that's exactly what he was. Okay, so you were right. You and Jesse both picked up on the vibe immediately. Never has a man looked more like a life and entrepreneurship coach than Quincy. (laughs) And Jesse is like, you know how men don't listen? Like, I don't listen, but Quincy does. He listens to you, ladies. And he's also a bad texter, which, of course, is <laughs> a great opportunity for Jesse to tell us <laughs> I about a time. This. this is a great story that Jesse tried to tell it, text a date. Sorry, I'm late in the cab, but it autocorrected to, <laughs> sorry, I'm late on the can. <laughs> and understandably she was not there when he arrived at the date location (laughs) i have to say like if a man is comfortable texting you about his bowel movements before you've even met i think it's fair to consider that like a strong red flag and maybe that's why he found dating in new york to be so challenging because the women are just like why should i why should i put up with this shit (laughs) so to speak yeah, uh, again, really again, what I'm taking away from this little live is just that I like Jesse more than I thought I did. I know. It could have been a really, a really brutal uh, 45 minutes. But uh, we, and, and, you know, you have to fill a lot of space when you're the only yeah. person on camera doing these introductions. So while I'm ripping him for all the personal stories, there, there he's is telling, like no time to pause. You cannot yeah. pause it. It reads very awkward. Next, we have Roby, who Claire went to college with. My old classmate and person I never spoke with directly you, in person. he did but go we, to college with you. We graduated at the same time from the same place. He is 33. He's from Los Angeles. He is a magician. He is, as you may recall, also Lily Sobieski's brother. And he is The like, only fun fact that matters, frankly. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, Roby. and he's a magician. I'm sorry. He's like a legit, like, works with, like, David Blaine. <laughs> magician and like any good magician he wants to live in a home that has secret rooms and tunnels i mean i don't think i would want to live in a house with someone who is trained in the art of like sleight of hand (laughs) plus secret rooms and tunnels like i feel like i would just be very antsy all the time be like what's he up to you know he also loves water sports so that's roby who did make the cut i thought he maybe didn't make it because he was back on Instagram quickly, but it, he maybe just gets gets cut early. I don't know if, yeah. if magicians have that kind of bachelorette cachet. Ryan is 36. He's from Boston, Massachusetts. He's an investment director. Jesse describes him as just a dude being a dude, but also says that he's big into self-care. And that's okay now. <laughs> Finally. Men can do things for themselves. This is the progress we need as a culture. I like how he says it in this way that's like, you know, just a couple years ago, you'd say, I like to do self-care. And people would be like, oh, my God, don't say that. Like, what's wrong with you? That's sick. That's twisted. We've come so far. We know it's okay now to take care of yourself. I think he means, like, Ryan is a man that wears a face mask sometimes. Oh, yeah. And that's definitely okay now. Yeah. No, you're right. 
Um, he's just really doodly, but also doing a skincare regimen. Yeah. Spencer is 27. He is from Chicago. He is a venture capitalist. Um, and he is described as not the most romantic. So he's really adding up to be my perfect guy. He is a <laughs> mid-20s venture capitalist, not romantic. <laughs> Have fun, yeah, Gabby and Rachel. <laughs> Chicago is the only, like, good thing about this bio. <laughs> a lot of, lot of, yeah. Termaine is 28, and he is from Naperville, Illinois. And he is the Bachelorette's first ever self-described Chiron official crypto entrepreneur. I mean, this Elon Musk enthusiast is just a man of the moment. <laughs> Jesse starts being like, he just loves talking about crypto. And I'm like, yeah, of course he does. Like, that is... You've no, we'll ne- you will never meet a crypto entrepreneur who doesn't love talking about crypto all the time. <laughs> that is the whole personality type. Um, it's interesting how, I mean, obviously crypto is having a bit of a moment. Everyone's talking about it because it's all losing all of its value and everyone's <laughs> losing their money. Yeah, I was like, it's pretty bad right now. Um, but what's what's also funny is that like a lot of former Bachelorette contestants are now big into crypto. Like since Matt, Jason. Matt, Jason, um, uh, JJ Lane is big into crypto. Jaden Tanner. I think do it's the kind NFT of like thing. if you were into finance stuff. Like yeah. If you and were now someone you also have a big social platform. Yeah, you're you're definitely talking about crypto. Yeah. Um, I mean it really is if not to be, I mean, I know pe- that crypto people hate it when you call it like a pyramid scheme or whatever, but it is sort of like getting to come on TV and be like, ladies, you know, sign up for my um, LuLaRoe. Like, I sell these incredible leggings. You know, it's like suddenly you have the biggest downline in LuLaRoe history. Uh, he doesn't like sweets, um, which sets off a long tangent from Jesse about how he likes his baked potatoes. Jesse does not like sour cream on his baked potatoes. Not sure what that good tells to know. us about Termaine, good to but know. good to know. When I when I have a dinner party for Jesse, everything <laughs> yeah. on the menu will be pretty exactly. clearly laid out. Tino is 27. He's from Playa del Rey, California. He's a general contractor. His uh, parents live very close to Jesse's parents. The only thing that matters. Again, I'm learning so much about Jesse. This has just become a podcast about Jesse, like, pretty much. Like, what can we glean about Jesse from the <laughs> offhanded comments he makes during this TikTok? Next, we have Tyler, 25, from Wildwood, New Jersey. He is a small business owner, and we connect with him because now we, too, are small business owners. That's so right, Emma. And, like, if you're a small business owner, <laughs> I just, I, I like you. Exactly. You know? like, That's how it works. Yeah. He runs a boardwalk basketball game on the Jersey Shore, like those those things where you take the little basketball and you try to make as many shots as you can um, in the time frame to win a prize, right? And Jesse says this is actually very lucrative and he is rolling in it, which, I mean, like, it's hard for me to understand how the margins cannot be super tight on something like that because those games don't cost much to play. It's very they are kind of expensive to play. They're like much more expensive than you realize. But I wonder yeah. how once you buy the thing, like 
how much money does it cost to operate it? Right, and maintenance and Yeah, and like, all it might not be thing. that much once you do, like, the initial investment. But also, it seems very seasonal. I don't know. I have yeah, questions. Yeah, but then, you know, is it a great sort of, like, money laundering appropriate sort of <laughs> revenue stream, which is another factor? I'm not making any legal accusations. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how you make money from this. Tyler needs to put on one of those little, like, entrepreneurship coaching yeah, we're uh, looking for a side YouTube hustle, classes. so this could be very promising for us. <laughs> I do live near the Jersey Shore, sort yeah. of. Small business owners helping small business owners. That's the empowerment I need. <laughs> and that brings us to our last guy. Zach is 25. He is from Anaheim Hills, California. Zach is, Jesse tells us, the all-American guy. All-American. He is a former football player. And so he's Jesse Jesse's best him. friend. Jesse has like 15 <laughs> new football buddies just from this group of guys. He's friends with Brandon Jones and Daniel Tully from Michelle's season. Which, frankly, that is a good endorsement of him, I think. Yeah. He is 6'5", and he doesn't like breakfast. Sorry to end on a negative but note. Breakfast food <laughs> is the best food. That's an incorrect take. We all have our preferences. Um, and some so, of them are wrong. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and uh, that brings us to the end of this TikTok Live. I would say um, I look forward to Jesse's future TikTok Lives. I hope that he has saved some personal anecdotes and trivia about himself for upcoming seasons um, so that I can keep chipping away at my unauthorized biography of Jesse Palmer that I have begun a doc on. <laughs> Truly delightful. Um, and that's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please follow us on Apple Podcasts rate us five stars and leave a review. These things really help people find our show. And of course, help us spread the word, especially to your friends who used to listen to us as Here to Make Friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at claraandemmapod at gmail.com with your questions and voice memos, suggestions for anything you'd like to see us cover during our next Bachelor break. And of course, you can also get tickets to our first show with Moment House, on sale now at momenthouse.com slash love to see it. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at love to see it pod and Instagram at Claire and Emma pod. And you can find our newsletter rich text on Substack at clareandemma.substack.com. You can also find us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back on Wednesday of next week with our next summer loving episode. Can you keep up? I like love Stitcher. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. Oh, the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. 
Use Clorox products as directed.